You're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with your host, Dom. Subscribe, give a five-star rating, and follow us on Twitter at country underscore chat. And stay up to date. Hi there, you're listening to Country Chat with Dom with me, Dom. Today, I've got two very special guests from the south of England, well, middle of England. It's Adele and Andy. Hi, guys. Hi. 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 Good to be on. How are you doing? Yeah, pretty good, actually, at the moment. We, we, it's, it's quite exciting for us at the moment, because apart from the music, we've just, uh, we've just opened the shop, haven't we? We uh, have. So, um, yeah, so tell them a little bit about your shop. What do you mean? Well, what we do. Oh. Tell us everything. <laughs> we do uh, printed merchandise, and so it's anything from band merchandise to workwear, and we do photo gifts and all kinds, really. Yeah, and where can we find the shop? In Hearts Hill in Stoke-on-Trent, or you can get us on the internet, which is Images2000. You can find us on Facebook. Yeah. See, that, that's perfect timing, really, because you sent me a email, I think it was about two, three weeks ago. I've been on holiday since. Um, basically, because William Hope, one of the bloggers, he got some merchandise done, uh, Hope It's Country. That was with us, yeah. And that was with you guys. And then you sent me an email asking you know, if I wanted any merch making or if I want anything making, then just to give you guys a shout. And I've been meaning to get in touch. It's like fate, this. Yeah. You put your order in now. <laughs> I can. Never stop. She never stops working. She oh, never nice. stops working. I don't know where you get time. Like with with having a kid and with the music and with opening up shop. Because I've been watching on Instagram the Images 2000 Insta and just watching it like be transformed into this new space. It looks really smart. Yeah, we're dead pleased with it, aren't we? Really, because when we when we took it, when because we, we were in the market stall, and um, because obviously with the, all the COVID stuff that was going on, um, it was a case of like people moving out all over the place. So we said, you know, let's not just wait until last minute. Let's get our act together and let's let's get a shop. And it kind of spiraled from there. We saw somewhere. Um, it's quite run down, and we just we spent the whole of last month, haven't we? Really trying to do it up. In between doing music and various other things, did you say? Absolutely. I, I love it. I love the dedication to everything you're doing. Your last song, Say It Out Loud, it screams the world to me. It, that almost crying for the affection of her father, it's just, it really pulls on the heartstrings. Where did, where did that come from lyrically? Okay, so uh, this is quite a big story, really, in, in the sense that... Um, so growing up with, with my dad, my dad was really old-fashioned and he was one of those people that, you know, um, just never praised you, never really took the time to actually say, well done. Um, it was unnecessary for him. He didn't think, that, you know, his dad was the way he was with him. With, with him. And I think, um, yeah, I thought a lot about it, a lot about it growing up and we worked together and we had a really quite a distant relationship because... I actually just felt like he just really didn't want me around and I was a complete waste of space, really. And um, as the years have gone on and, and I, I work with him, I've started my own business, I've, I've done lots of different things. And, but he's never really said, well, done, you know, and you kind of yeah. go, what do, what do you really think, you know? And, 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 and then, unfortunately, about three months ago, we had a stroke. And um, it was it's one of these real surreal experiences where... You've got your dad who looks after you and does all the stuff for you, and then all of a sudden he has a stroke. He, he, he suffered with his health. He's had heart attacks. And all of a sudden he's this very frail guy, and he's very needy, and he all of a sudden has got lots of emotions going on. Yeah. And you start to realise that actually the person that you thought he was, he wasn't actually that person. You're actually seeing now the person that he is. And I think it, it's quite an emotional time for me, actually, realizing that you know actually he did care about me he just he was just old-fashioned you know and as as the song kind of goes you know um he, he he told me i just didn't realize it you know he told me by the way he was so it was all those kind of things going on and it was really hard to get it down and actually um you know i was quite emotional all the way through i'm getting quite emotional now yeah. you know just talking about it what? and it's quite funny actually it's it's not funny but we did a we did a live stream the other night. And the guy that was one of the artists that was on actually did break down in, in tears because he thought it was so emotional. Yeah, I mean, I've ever since that Rachel sent me 
the request to speak to you guys. I've been listening to your music constantly. I know I was added on to the Facebook groups about a week or so ago. And ever since, I've just been constantly listening over and over and over again to everything. And that's the one that really, you almost have to stop and like take a take a breath just because just to get your emotions back in check it's like yeah. like you say it's funny but it's not funny it's it's crazy it's a mm. it's a very big compliment like i thanked him for crying i was like thank you so much he was like bawling and i was like i didn't mean it like in a funny way it was just it's a big compliment that someone reacts like that to your music yeah what's i also think it's i also think it says a lot that i haven't actually played the song to my dad yeah because I just feel like it's not the right thing to do. Secret. Yeah. It's one of those things that, <laughs> you know, he he wouldn't. I don't think he would actually. I don't know whether he get emotional about it. I don't. I just don't. I don't think he care because he's that kind of person that. Not in a, not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. No, he's, I think he's just one of those people that just gets on with life. Yeah, I, I totally get that. What's it like actually performing the song? Like, how how do you, how do you Managed to portray so much emotion. Is it through experiences from yourself, Adele? Um, it's I, I can't explain it. It's one of those where you feel like you're kind of in the room, like by yourself. Yeah. And you're imagining the person who it's about, and you're singing it to them. But you can also, even though it's not something I've gone through, I can. Feel, you've, you've heard it from me, haven't you? Yeah, you know, I can we've feel absolutely it. every bit of emotion that that Andy's gone through. When you was writing it, Andy, did you ever break down? Yeah, I think I did, didn't I? Yeah. To, be, to be fair, yeah, yeah. I mean, most of the time, most of the time, I've been fine about it, but but you know, because because I find it quite challenging to play, I'm actually concentrating on what I'm doing, so I'm not really thinking about the words when I'm playing it. Because yeah. there's quite a lot of little different sort of things that I'm doing really, but when I start talking about it, that's when it when when you start to like see pictures of my dad and. I think know, it realize. was it was more as well because it's my English is absolutely terrible, so it's normally that Andy Andy writes the songs and I'll sit and I'll put the chords to it. Yeah. So it was the first few times he heard it, just sitting and listening, and me going, "What do you think of this?" That he, he hit him and like choked him up as well. Yeah. It must be a crazy feeling as well is when you've when you've wrote the lyrics down, when you've got the chords together, but then when you go to a studio as well and then get everything put down and then hearing it to yourself for the first time, that must be a really surreal moment as well. It is. It is because more often than not, how you imagine the song when you come never back... Never how it turns out. Never how it turns out. Never ever is. And sometimes it works in a good way and sometimes it works in not such a good way and you have to go back and go in fact one of the you know the the latest song that we've done which i'm sure we'll come on to i didn't like it i had to go back and do it again yeah you know so it's it is quite yeah it's 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 great it's really interesting to get them back but you never really know quite what to expect even though most of the time you're actually in there sitting playing singing or whatever you know because scott who does the production for us he's absolutely brilliant isn't he yes but it's very hard to communicate emotions, <laughs> stories, because he's not necessarily listening for that. He's more musically yeah. involved in the song than he is in the actual story of the song. When you when you was actually in the studio, you know, laying down the vocals and playing the music, did you have like the input that you wanted with the producer? You know, to say, okay, then I'm actually really happy with this. Can we make it? A bit more mellow or a bit more, you know, sad yeah, kind it's, of thing. It's, yeah, it's it's a great process where we'll 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 lay something down and then it'll be like, well, does that sound okay? And sometimes it sounds great, and then you put the vocals to it, and then you put a few more things, and then all of a sudden you go, well, actually, no, I'm not happy, but I've got to go back and do something different. And we've done that a number of times with different songs, haven't we? Yeah, but it's never. It's like nothing's ever. What's that saying? Nothing's ever like too much. Is that the right saying? Yeah, no, for Scott, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Scott is just, you know, he's 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 done work for Robbie Williams, he's done work for... Rudimental. You, rudimental, all sorts of people. Mm. So, uh, you know, more wow. often than not, it's always, uh, it, it's, it's always apologising to him, you know, for, for, for messing him about. And he's going, no, don't worry about it. He wants to be right. So he's very happy to um, to go back and do whatever we want, to, want him to do. 
Yeah, I, I suppose it's like it's like going to a restaurant and even though it's a chef that's cooking, if you aren't happy with something, you've still got the you can still say you know I'm not happy with this. Can you do it a bit differently? You can, but you almost feel unqualified to do so. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's like, exactly you know, it. This guy's produced stuff for Robbie Williams and and different people, and he is me telling him you know that what he's done is not quite right. I feel like I shouldn't even be I shouldn't be even having that conversation with him, you know. And particularly because we're so new to the scene as well, and we, you know, we've been doing it such a short, short space of time. How did you actually get in touch with Scott? You know, actually put, uh, using him as the producer. Um, okay, so that came about because my guitar tutor. Um, I was talking to him, and he recommended him. But basically, said he's brilliant. He can play any instrument. You know, he can give you whatever sounds you want, and obviously re- relayed some of the names that I've just relayed to you. So um, yeah, and went and saw him, and he's just he's just a dead uh, chilled, isn't he? Which is what we need really, because we're dead chilled people ourselves, yeah. we, you know. And it's just nice to have somebody who's relaxed, and we have a, we have a laugh when we're doing it, you know. It's not all serious. He's one of those as well that he works around you, like yeah. as long as he wants you to feel comfortable in the studio. Because I'm really bad with my anxiety, and I'm dead awkward anyway. But he was like, he's the type of person that he said to me last week, if you want to sing on the roof, I'll get a ladder and you sing on the roof. Like, as long as you're comfortable. He's just, he's really nice. That's awesome. I like how you bring up anxiety there, because that was going to be my next set of questions. You've got a song called Anxiety. Is that, like, based upon your life now, Adele? Yeah, yeah. That was, again, it was what Andy wrote, um, because... He knows when I'm having... I don't even need to say I'm having a bad day today. He knows. He's seen me go through my really bad points where, like, I would not leave the house yeah. or anything like that. And we know there's a lot of other people out there who feel the same. So we wanted to do do one yeah. about mental health. I, I totally get that because when I when I was listening to that song as well, there's a line in it where it says depression, it's, you know, got a hold on you. It's, yeah. It's so true. It feels like it it's so true because it i've i've never been shy to say it on this i suffer with mental uh, i've su- suffered with mental health with depression and anxiety and i always advocate for people to speak up as much as they can because i know what it's like when you hold it back because you do feel worthless and yeah listening to that it's always i want to say it's great to hear other people singing about it because it's it makes it more real but that sounds like it's putting a positive on it. It's actually really like negative. You know, it's it's sad that we have to feel happy that other people are singing about it. If that, makes I think it's sense. because it's a difficult it's a difficult thing for people to talk about because there are some people out there who go, oh, it, it's not this, it's not that, it's you know, you're just having a bad day. But they think one, they think it's just one bad day where it's actually like multiple days and you're just putting face on and you, you don't talk about it. You can be really happy. You can be really happy uh-huh. having a good time. And all of a sudden, there's, there's I can just, you know, we, we talk about a long black cloud and that's that's the thing that follows you around, isn't it? And yeah. you don't know what it, you can't even tell me what it is that's bothering you, but but it's there. There's something there that's bothering you. But, but Andy can, Andy can, I can't see it, but that's where the song came from that, Andy could see it and he was like, is this how you're feeling? And I was like, oh my God, yeah, it is. Exactly. That must be really weird, having Andy write a song and then pass you that and then say, is this how you're feeling? And then it's yeah. almost like looking in a mirror, it's like, oh, crap, yeah. It was, but at the same time, weirdly, it was nice. Yeah. Because it was like he, he actually understood how I was feeling. What's it like... Yeah being together as a couple as a singer and songwriter and as a as performers you know is does that have a emotional toll on your relationship um it it's it's interesting because <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting because because we're very we're quite different people in, in a lot of ways. So I'm quite driven and I want to get, and I'm impatient and I want to, um, and Adele's a lot more sort of like, well, it'll happen when it happens. It's just like, she, you know, and and I'm sort of, so I will learn a song in two two days and it'll take Adele two months sort of thing. So it can get really frustrating for me 
But well, I'm for me, but I think at the same time we kind of level each other back. Like he gives me a, a kick up the arse, and I'll say to him, "Just calm down a bit." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it works. I think it works really well. We don't <laughs> argue, so. And the bizarre, <laughs> the, the bizarre thing is that she does everything better than me. <laughs> so you know, and maybe that's that's just indicative of the fact that I'm rushed, mad, drive, get get it done, whatever. Whereas Adele, you know, even when it comes to playing the guitar, she's miles better than me. Just, really? just because, no. yeah, she is. I'm not. Andy can do all this like twiddly lead playing, and I'm just like standard. See, I, I, I like to think I can play guitar, but it's just chords I can play. Whenever I watch people do like all the finger picking, and I just, I look in awe and I think, oh wow, I wish I was like that. That's that's Andy. Andy does all the finger picking, and I'm like, oh, I wish I could do that, but then I never do it. <laughs> that's what he means by I'm too laid back. <laughs> Even that, even that's quite an interesting story, really. And the two things connect because when we um, when we first met, I, I had no idea that Adele could sing, no idea, and she didn't tell me. And it was probably what three, four months before you even sort of said to me, said something about. I don't think you even said to me like I can sing. I think I think we were talking about uh, different singers, and 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 you, I, I was you, like, I like to sing, and I just went, What can you sing? And she went, Well. I wouldn't say I'm bad. And I went, well, sing me something. She went, no, no, I'm not going to sing you anything. And then eventually, about three weeks later, she sent me, um, is it Smule? Or yeah, there's an yeah. app called Smule. Yeah, I'll sing on. She sent me this song. It was kind of falling in love, like the Elvis Presley take on, on yeah. Adele's take on Elvis Presley. She sent me this song and it was like, oh my God. Like, Where's that come from? You know, because I've only ever heard her speak in it. And she I definitely doesn't funny. sound like that when she, you know, and it's like, oh my goodness me. And then from that moment, because I'm so pushy and so driven, it was like, right, you're doing an open mic, I'm going to take you to an open mic and you're going to sing at open mic. And obviously because of Adele's anxiety, it took 12 weeks of going to open mics before you'd even sing. Yeah. To which I got up, I had my phone in my hand, and I was like, please do not leave me after this. Yeah. Because I was so nervous. No. What's your small was... name? I'm not on it anymore. Oh. <laughs> Deleted it. Not on it anymore. That's a shame. I mean, I, I used to love Smule, and I can't sing for Toffee, but I, I used to like to pretend I could sing. Could have done a duo. <laughs> I was, I was going to see if I could try and find something. Oh, that's that, that, That's awesome. I, I think... I think I sound a lot different now to how yeah, I used to sound. Yeah, you you are more polished now, definitely. But but even that even that went even that went on further because we did the so she did a first open mic and the guy a guy called Paul Walker who um, run Granville's in Stone. Yeah, it was unbelievably patient, wasn't he? And he took yeah. he took you around the back and let you have a little, like a little go with him playing guitar and, he, and she went and performed. And then from there. It was like, well, she got spotted by a couple of people, guitarists, who said, well, come and sing for me, you know, and and yes, she did, and it went okay, but nothing really kind of transpired out from that, and you weren't really enjoying it because... There was no, like, there was no, like, vibe in there. Yeah. That's how you have to explain it. There was no, like, vibiness. Okay. <laughs> no vibiness. No. Okay. <laughs> That's it. If you well, don't then... click... It... It just doesn't click. But then we went to one open mic, um, and it was a new one. Um, and obviously, I was too nervous to talk to anyone. So Andy went up to the host, and he's Sean Walker, weirdly. Um, <laughs> and but he said, like, can you play guitar for Adele? And he said he didn't. Uh, he didn't do it for other people because sometimes it could be a bit ropey and it can make people feel more uncomfortable. Yeah. So it was from then really. I was like. I wanted Andy up with me. So you learned you learned to play guitar, didn't you? I did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, I learned to play guitar and my first open mic I made a complete mess of it. And I got a standing innovation because I was that bad, didn't I? Yeah. I he decided to brave it, I think, after about a month. Was it a month? Yeah. Two months of, yeah. of like never picking a guitar up apart from playing like a bit of smoke on the water when he was a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> to to getting up in a room full of, like, 30 people and deciding to play guitar, and it was ace. Well, it, only in the, it was only ace in so much that I actually couldn't get through the song, but did do, because I'm me. And then 
at the end of it, it was that bad. Everybody, got everyone was like, "Yeah!" Gave me standing ovation, and it was like it was one of those. It was one of those situations where you either never did it again, or you went right. I'm going to do this properly now. And so, I spent 15 hours a day, 15 hours a week, every week since till today. Yeah, it trying, still does. <laughs> still does. <laughs> trying like to get, are. trying to get better at what I'm doing. Well, that's it. Every day is a school day, and there's always new things to learn. Are you looking forward to when? everything properly reopens and we have these singing venues back where you can go back to an open mic and then really show them what's what. Yeah, I mean, we've done a few gigs over the last couple of weeks, haven't we? We, yeah, we did a wedding and we did um, we did a, a gig with Charlotte Young at um, Digbeth, Dead yeah. Rocks, which we really enjoyed. Um, will we go back to open mics? Yeah, we'll do the odd one, won't we? Um, yeah, I think it's nice it's as well fun. to see all the other other musicians. Yeah. You can like have a bit of a catch up with them. So yeah, it'd be it'll be nice, really, and it, it, yeah, yeah. They'll be shocked, really. They might be. <laughs> they might, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we've done the live stream, so you know, from in in a weird way, the lockdown has really helped helped our music career because yeah. we did a lot of live streams, and I think it was only then that we realised that actually what we were doing, we weren't enjoying. And we wanted to be, we wanted to go down a more country route. Um, somebody said that you sounded like sort of quite country. Yeah. And it was like, that's when we started listening to country music, wasn't it? And going, wow, this is ace. We, yeah. This is this is what we need to do. That's crazy. How did you guys actually meet then? Like before? Okay. Like uh, how we first met? Yes. It. I, I used to save him in a bar. Really? <laughs> yeah, your typical story, yeah. First time I met him, he was probably the most rudest man you've ever met in your life. <laughs> he, like, popped his glass on the bar and was like, I'll have my usual, please. He's probably pissed. Swooned. <laughs> I, I used to work in a bar, and that's, the regulars used to do that all the time, and they knew it used to grind my gears. It, I just couldn't stand it. So what I used to do is pass them that they didn't have, just purposely. Yeah. Well, then you brought your dog in, didn't you? Oh, and I thought, he's got a dog, got to talk to him now. So I was like, because I'm awkward, I didn't know what to talk to him about. I was like, oh, what, what breed's your dog? And it was like really obvious what the breed was. <laughs> Anything for a conversation? Yeah, so so we met in the pub, uh, my local way where you were working as well, and... Um, I don't know. It, it kind of, it kind of. You were just kind of coming out of a relationship, and um, yeah. It, obviously, because I don't know if you noticed, but there's a slight age difference between us. You just may have slight. noticed. Yeah, um, Adele's only slightly older than me. So, yeah, <laughs> that's, so that's what I thought. Yeah. So um, yeah, so a lot of people were a lot, of, and, and again, one of the songs about it maybe not yet released, was talking about, you know, will it last because of the age difference, whatever. But we kind of knew straight away, didn't we? Yeah. It was just bizarre, really, that we just knew that it that, that it was going to work. And yeah. everybody else was, like, unsure, and we just went, yeah. Every, everyone, like, saw the age and not, like, us yeah. at first. But I think now everyone's like, yeah. You see, I, I, I don't look at age differences you know i look at happiness and smiles you know i see i see how you sat together and just how comfortable well, you look to together be to on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we get a selfie stick involved just so we can separate a bit yeah i'm really yeah. joking <laughs> but yeah you can you can tell there's just yeah irregardless of age it to me age just doesn't yeah, it doesn't matter unless it's like illegal. Then obviously it does matter. Then, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can tell you're in love. You can tell there's just yeah, that I spark think if there. People watched the live streams that we did. People were, I think, people were more like sort of intrigued by the banter we were having. Like, we're, I know, we're I think. We've actually did some blooper videos, didn't we? Because, yeah, yeah, because we had we have great fun doing it. You know, and I think we were a bit shocked to be honest because. With the saying, obviously, lockdown helped us a lot. It, we were like two little pieces of cardboard, like awkwardly, awkwardly playing. So I think for them to suddenly see us having a laugh in in a comfort zone a bit more, they were 
they kind of went, oh, these, these are actually like human beings. <laughs> yeah. What was it like going from singing like the open mics in front of people to then this whole like coronavirus lockdown where you can only perform through a webcam? You know, was that a big culture shock for you guys? Um, probably not as big a, a, a shock as it was to other people. But I think we were nervous at first, weren't we? And I yeah. think it depends. Again, when you've got your own when you've got your own audience or your own Facebook followers who see you all the time, it, it's 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 quite relaxing, really, because you're having a chat with them whilst you're playing, and it's all very relaxed. But then, obviously, when you get invited onto you know a a a platform, a show, or you know, um, with and and you and you're performing after other artists that have been on that you can see who are actually, you know, absolutely brilliant, and and sometimes you feel like we we shouldn't even be up there really. Yeah. We're not that we're not good enough to be up there, don't we? You, you start know? Comp- you start like comparing yourself. To yeah, the game. And people go, well, actually, you're better than them, and we go, don't be daft, you yeah. know. So, I mean, we we are still because. I mean, you've got to remember, we've only been doing this, what, less than two years. So, yeah. you know, it's, we still think that we have a lot to learn, a lot to learn. We don't think we're anything, anywhere near the finished article. Um, but we're trying, aren't we? And we're trying. And, and definitely, you know, we are definitely getting better. Definitely. You see, that's the crazy thing is, you say two years, it sounds like you've been doing it for 20 years. Just the quality of the voice and the quality of the, the way everything's put together, it just sounds so polished and... As if you've just been doing it since birth. That's because Andy makes us do it 15 hours a week. <laughs> Practice makes perfect. Yeah. yeah. I'm saving my customers in the shop with a guitar in my hand. <laughs> how, how's it been with Images 2000? Has it been, have you noticed a lot more traffic since like the lockdown and posting on the social media? Has it been like picking up? Um, I think through, throughout lock, speaking just for images, really through lockdown, it it died a death, didn't it? Really, but everyone was was got scared to buy anything apart from the essentials. Yeah. Toilet roll. Yeah. Apparently so. Yeah. We should have printed on toilet roll. We? I know. Yeah, we should have. That would have been awesome. That's so quirky. Yeah. But but to, to be fair, since we've reopened, it's got better and better, hasn't it? Really, and we've only been open in the new sh- new shop two days, but it's been really good. It's been really positive. Is it nice actually being in a new shop? Yeah, going from a little market stall to having your own shop and being able to put your own stamp on it is really nice. And everyone in the area has been dead supportive as well. Hmm. Now, your next song coming out very soon mm-hmm. took his love away that's yeah. the na- that's the name of the song yeah who wrote it obviously andy did obviously andy obviously andy. <laughs> well to, to be yeah i mean i don't write all the songs i don't write all the songs mine are just the depressing ones <laughs> <laughs> why how who what what was the inspiration to took his love away? Like, obviously, okay. it makes it makes a lot of sense with say it out loud. But took his love away. It's, it's, explain. <laughs> okay, so I'm looking through somebody else's eyes now, and not my own. So the say it out loud was very personal to me. So yeah, I think it start it started. So we. So we do we gig in a in in the local area which is Penkel where we live mm-hmm. and um, there's this little old chap who comes to watch us wherever we go, doesn't he? Yeah. And he's 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 a lovely guy, but he's always on his own. He's always on his own. He never he he he's, loves the banter. Yeah, he gives me <laughs> loads of grief well, every time, doesn't he? You yeah, know, he'll, what you you know what you're doing with this old geezer and things like you know he's all he's always giving me stick, but he's a lovely lovely bloke. Yeah, and. We've never really, because when you when you when you're gigging, you don't often have the chance to have. You can have a like a, you know, pass the time of day conversation. Yeah. But you never really get the chance to actually sit down and talk to talk to anybody. And this guy's been watching us. And he's probably seen us about I don't know a dozen times or something like that. And one night we were in a different pub, just having a drink. And and sure enough, he came into the pub and he started to <laughs> tell us. 
started to tell us about his wife and um, the fact that she'd passed away and the fact that he still goes out and he goes out every night. But he was just, he didn't really go into stacks of detail. So I probably emblazoned it a little little bit. He didn't go into a lot of detail, but it was very obvious that he he missed her like mad. He did say it's it's just not the same. That that I think that's the reason why I was so confused at first. It's because normally when you hear of people writing a song, you usually instantly think they're writing about themselves. Now, talking about having, staying at a bar till one a.m. and then having the way to call you a cab, that can you know you I can't I couldn't imagine I couldn't speaking of you now I just couldn't picture you being in a bar and that that's really. Sad, sad for him to hear. That's oh, I just you know when you just want to give somebody a cuddle and say, yeah. I was just about right. to say that. Yeah, that's that's how I feel. That's Every how time you I... are with him, and that's yeah. that's how it. You know, I absolutely love him to bits. He's so because he doesn't he doesn't moan. He doesn't sit there. You know, he doesn't sit there all morbid. But you just know that when he goes home to his house. Yeah. It's not home anymore. You know, you just know that when he shuts that door, he's not around people in the pub and whatever. You know. And and at the same time, and I haven't actually told you this, but at the same time I watched have you seen the programme with uh, Ricky Gervais? Afterlife. Afterlife. Yeah. And there was a little bit of that as well when I was writing as I was writing the song about this guy, I was also thinking about afterlife as well. And a, oh, yeah. some of the things that I picked up was some of the things that were going on there because it's you know that program I think is was written I think for people who have lost somebody and the song was written for me not just for Alan but was also you know for other people to to actually make them understand that they weren't the only people feeling like that there's lots of people feeling like that you know there's lots of people that have lost um you know somebody close to them yeah I mean, I've had family, you know, I've had grandparents die, I've had friends' parents die, and you see, you know, the other halves going home alone. I, I know exactly the kind of image that you you portray in there because it is very, it's very lonely. You just, when you go home and you're with your family, you're with your wife, you're with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, husband, whoever, you know there's people out there that just are going home alone, and it is really... It's touching. It's really, really touching. I'm trying not to well up now. Think oh, about no. it. Crash me two things we've made someone cry on now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Live streaming we, we, the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we've promised that the next, the song after that is actually going to be uh, is going to be a bit more lively, isn't it? Yeah. A bit more cheerier, and then we'll come to that, I guess, at some point. But no, I'm dead pleased with the song. You know, it was it was one of those songs. When, if, when Adele first sang it, and it, being honest, when it came back, I, I went, I'm not liking that. You're going to have to go and do it again. I didn't feel, I didn't feel the emotion. It wasn't right, was it? No. And you had to go back and do it again, I did. didn't you? But I'm glad I did. Yeah. At first, I was like, oh, rude. But I know there's a reason, because he, he never, he's not one to criticise. Not that it was a criticism, really, but if there is a problem and he does say, I know there's a reason for it. It's so just a phrasing, wasn't it? it did, I, it I felt a little like, bit of a robot. Yeah, it just felt a little bit, you know, sort yeah. of um, harsh. Going through the motions kind of thing. Rather Emotionless. Than... Yeah. Yeah, so I had to go back I, and I wanted it, it to kind of flow. You know, I, I felt like it was a real flowing thing. Yeah. And that's, that's the way I felt it. I don't know why flowing, but that's the way it felt to me. Do you have a copy of the bad version compared to the good version? And do a comparison where you listen to them side by side. It, it, we on, have. Honestly, you would, if anybody, I challenge anybody not to go, well, yeah, you, it's improved so much. It goes from like being like absolutely flat to going, where is the emotion in that song? Because it just wasn't there. It's like I wasn't feeling it that day. I was having a bad day, I think. Going. And that them, can happen, that can happen. Yeah, yeah. To hearing it again and going, oh, I can feel this now. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm so glad you've done something with it then because I can't think of anything now that you could improve it with. I just, 
you, you try and oh, listen. Nah. You try and listen to a song. And you try and think, how could I do this differently? And I, I can't. You just can't. It's. I think it's because when we've when we first sit with a song, so Andy will write it all, sit with the music. When we first do it, I think we've gone through so many stages of doing that pre-recorded, like before we've got it recorded, that we've already got like a picture in our head. So then it's just going into the studio and getting it right kind yeah. of thing. Adding mm. the bits of glitter on the top just to make it sparkle. Mm. Yeah. I'm being honest, you know, a lot, a lot of credit needs to go to Scott. You know, Scott Ralph yeah. is, is an absolute genius. He's he's so good at what he does. Is he your go to man now for everything? Yeah. yeah. I couldn't I couldn't see myself, you know, and I'm sure there are lots and lots of great people about and you know, people I wouldn't have, want to go to anybody I, else. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, he's 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 like He he knows he knows he knows, he knows us, he knows what we want, he knows what we're going for. Yeah. We know that we know that if we feel like something's not right, we know we can talk to him about it, and it's it's not going to be like seen as being horrible or anything. I think he's I think he's more. I, f- I feel at times he's more picky and more proud of the song than we are at times. You know, he's like it's almost like it's his song. That's how that's how he, how he makes you feel. So, well, that, brilliant. That, that's it. You they're putting their name to it as well. You know. Because when you yeah, go yeah. to promote it, you're saying X Y Z's promoted this song. If it's mm. if it's a pile of crap, then they're not going to want their name on it. And mm. with mm. you guys, I just can't. I just can't see anything bad happening anytime soon. Because everything, everything I've listened to so far, just it makes you want more. It makes you want to keep listening to the next song and the next song, and not move to a different playlist or move to a different artist. It's just so ridiculous. Oh, it's so nice, Thank you. Thank you. And I don't think I've ever said that to anybody yet. It's it's had that much of effect your music, not in the negative way, you know, not in the, just the sad way, but the in general, everything's just so upbeat and everything's done just like I say, polished. Everything's just so clean. I don't know what to say to that. I'm like, oh, I'm just like really, <laughs> yeah. Nobody, nobody's. I mean, we've had. Don't get me wrong, we've had some really nice things said, haven't we? You know, Charlotte and uh, Simon did a, a really nice, um, you know, and well hope. There's lots of people who've said nice things, but we we, we still, uh, honestly, we, we still think that we're just like dead new and dead rusty and raw and we want to get better at what we're doing. You know, we, we are absolutely committed to, you know, to being better at what we're doing. I admire that. I really do. Because I... I, I I know everybody can get better at everything. I mean, I know I can get better. I know that, you know, my family can get better at whatever they do. But when I listen to you, I just, I just can't see it getting better. I just think it's already at its like peak, and I'm excited to hear what's coming next because it will get well, better. That, I I think that's going to be a real interesting. So the next song that we have recorded, which is back to us this week is a very upbeat song. It's almost country rock. So we're really excited to get some feedback it's on that. It's very different. It's very different than anything that we've done to date. That's and I wrote it. <laughs> and Adele wrote it all. I'd, or, or my only input on the song, really, I think, was the was sitting down with Scott and sorting out the arrangements. It's all Adele's work. She's, she wrote it. She wrote the words. She wrote the chords. I can't She wait. did it all. <laughs> When's that it coming is, out? <laughs> We don't know yet. Don't know. It's one of those things. It'd be interesting to get some feedback, actually, off 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 people, off viewers, off fans, whatever. It would be interesting because we we could either do it just before Christmas or we could wait until after Christmas. Because our gut feeling is, will anybody be bothered before Christmas? Because a lot of people, are, a lot of artists are recording Christmas EPs now, yeah. so we don't know whether it'll be the right time because it's definitely not a Christmas song. But it's... my gut feeling is momentum. We've got a bit of momentum going. We ought to carry on and keep that momentum. So we're not sure. We haven't made a decision yet. In all honesty, I think it's safe until the end of November. As soon as you hit December, middle of November, you're kind of pushing it. But any time up until like the middle of November, I think you're clear. Go for it, and then you can do an EP. You can do a Christmas single then, and then keep on with the flow. <laughs> there you go. There's a challenge for you. Bit of a Scrooge, I am. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah. Day after Boxing Day, I'm like, put my tree down. See, I've just got to keep mine up constantly. Oh, don't get me wrong. I love it Christmas morning, seeing our son, like, rip open his presents and be excited that's... Or be annoyed, actually, that Santa's eating his mince pie. <laughs> um, I love it, but... I... You don't like chaos, though, do you? You don't yeah. like change and chaos. And, and so, for you, it's like... The house is a mess. Nothing's in the right place. You know that. It's not, not all the presents are stacked like really neat. Yeah, the knife and fork are not level. Or, yeah. or, or, you know, uh, there's 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 something hanging like about ten mil out of square. All right. <laughs> so it'd be, it'd be any number of those things why she doesn't like Christmas. That's brilliant. I can tell. I can tell that's been pent up for a for a bit just to get it <laughs> I was out. Just got his, got his big list out there. I'll tell you what, I could go, I could go on, you know. You know, So I go to charge, my, my phone's ran out. I go to charge my phone. Socket switched off at the wall. Every socket switched <laughs> off at the wall in the bloody house. Health and safety is what I'm thinking it's, about. Seriously, you wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe what she's like. It's, you know. We, when we go to bed at night, it takes us about 28 minutes. I've timed it. 28 minutes from the time we decided to go to bed till you know, till we've locked all the doors, double-checked and turned the oven off. Check the ovens off. We again. don't just leave the oven on. I, I'm not turning it off. I'm just checking. I have to check all the knobs are off. Yeah, right. and level. And level, yeah. So yeah. Whereas, I'm not just weird. I've got. I, obviously, I've got a bit of OCD. Here. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> just, like I leave the doors. I leave the doors. Car, cars unlocked. You know, I leave the windows down. All sorts. But so yeah. Isn't it crazy? So we have, we have, yeah. I'm. I'm from Leeds. Well, I was born in West Brom, but I've lived in Leeds since I was five, and it's been on like the outskirts of the city, so everything's been locked up. But when I moved out towards York in like a village area, everything is just so open and relaxed. You know, a lot of people don't worry about locking the cars or locking the doors because everybody knows each other. That must be crazy for like you guys when... Obviously, you, Andy, you're used to leaving everything, you know, as is, and then you, Adele, likes everything in order, planned. Well, I wouldn't say planned, because I'm probably the most unorganised person you've ever met in your life. Like, <laughs> my brain's got, like, ping-pong balls flying around in it. But I just like things a certain way. I'm making myself sound like an absolutely mental person. <laughs> But no. he'll, he'll trodden enough to bend. He'll be like, I'm living with a mental person. <laughs> we laugh about it. it. It's hilarious, though. We, we laugh about it. You know, we, we've we both got weird things going on and we just laugh at each other, don't yeah. we? Because that's what you have to do, really. Yeah. I'm not going to change now. So. <laughs> no. Don't <laughs> deal with it. Too right. Too right. I don't blame you at all. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. <laughs> Go with the Christmas thing. I like your wallpaper behind you. It's very almost reminds. I me did of like that myself. That's nothing. I did did the wallpaper myself. Really? It's one thing I Good can't job. do. I love it. I'm so glad you just complimented me on my wallpapering because I I sit there now and I go just look at my wall because I'm weird. So our relationship, anything that like I don't know, they all need to change in the car. Anything a bloke should do. Anything a bloke should do. Adele does. Whereas like I'm like a little bit more sort of. Let's sort the hanging baskets out. <laughs> I'm not that bad. <laughs> I'm not that bad. Yeah, but I'll I'll do like yeah. It's it, we we do reverse roles a little bit because I officially I've retired. So 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 I'm kind of around the house doing stuff, and Adele's doing all the. Yeah, labour, and that's why I think you know the, the songwriting thing. Going back to the songwriting thing, so I've I've done a lot of writing throughout my life, really, um, through different degrees and stuff that I've done. And you know, you're you're more practical, aren't you? And it, it kind of works well because yeah. I'll I'll maybe listen to you talk about something. I'll put it down on paper, which you would struggle to do. Yeah. And then you are creative, creative enough to actually make it sound half decent. Because if it was left to me, it wouldn't sound great at all. Because I've got no, I haven't really got any creative bodies in me, bones in my body. I haven't really got any brains in my body. So, so it works all right. <laughs> Yin and Yang, perfect. Yeah. Definitely. 
what was it that actually made you want to do music then? You know, not just when you were together, but when you were younger. We both absolutely love music. I mean, he's been listening to it a bit longer than I have. <laughs> just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. So I grew up with, um, so I grew up with uh, Pink Floyd, Ledza, um, Fleetwood Mac, and Fleetwood Mac. To be fair, has stayed. Well, no, it's all stayed with me. But certainly, the first songs that we did together were, were Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac, Mac songs, songs yeah. really. And if somebody said, you know, what what sort of influence? on your music was that then I'm guessing you know the likes of Dreams and Rihanna and stuff like that kind of worked really well for yeah. us didn't landslide you know so I've always loved music you know it's always something I've wanted to be involved in even though I've never picked up an instrument and played it until obviously we got together What about you Adele? I've always been musical like in me when I was in high school I did drums I did guitar I my parents take the absolute mick out of me for, for it but I used to play violin when I was really little so did was I. a dab hand on the recorder bit of three blind mice on the go no it was absolutely <laughs> like oh nearly fell off my chair it was absolutely like ridiculously good on a recording mm-hmm. it was only three he's laughing now because he re- he's realising how accident prone you probably are oh, sorry. and she is the most accident prone person so when we do a live stream there's glasses of wine going over, there's tables, there's mics falling over I'm it, just falling never, over. it just never stops you know, it's just one thing after another she's always knocking things over it's because I move too quick I think yeah that, that's that's one of the reasons why I love doing these kind of chats through a video like Skype or Zoom or like this Facebook Messenger, it's fantastic just to have just to see what's going on and to see you almost fall just gives you just gives you an insight doesn't it into like the differences between us yeah you wouldn't fall for sure would you well i'd struggle to get on it but yeah i used to play violin when i was in a year was it year four Five, six, something like that. Really well, young. We need a violinist, to be fair. I have not played it since. That <laughs> was like <laughs> 20 odd years ago. Well, 15, 15 hours a week. <laughs> that's it. That's <laughs> it. takes me 15 hours a day to do these shows. <laughs> <laughs> what was it then that made you go into singing? Like, if you've done all the drums, guitars, and violins, and recorders, when was it they actually knew that you could sing? Didn't know I could. Like, I still don't think I'm brilliant. Like, and I think people just think I'm saying this, but I actually, I actually don't. No, she has been honest there. She, she actually, I would say until six months ago, you didn't think you were particularly good at all. And I think now you, you'd go as far as to say, I'm not that bad. That, yeah, that's what right. you would. That's that, and and that's not. That's straight up. That's what she does think. Yeah. I yeah. think I have to constantly reassure her that she's. That she sounds great. A bit of it as well was when I was in high school, I was sat in, I think it was my art class, and I was singing to myself under my breath, and I was I was bullied quite bad in high school, to which they started bullying me for singing, to which I think's just stuck in my head, and I've just gone, I obviously can't. Yeah. No, I mm. get that. I get that. And I think, I think that, that kind of, you know, you being bullied at school you know, without being too personal, is carried on really, you know, through some of your adult life as well with maybe yeah. some oh, no. of the relationship you had, so. Totally get that. Yeah. I, I agree, because I was bullied constantly as a kid at high school and primary school. Um, I was always the fat chubby kid that couldn't play sports, that couldn't do anything, and I was picked on for it, and that's what, that is one of the main causes of my depression and why I do suffer bad with it. And that yeah. is one of the stems. I've spoken to therapists in the past, and I I know what I'm saying to them because I live it every day. Yeah. And yeah, that that's it's going back to like the school days where you think about every single. You can actually almost like pinpoint each occasion that somebody's done something to you because it sticks with you that much. And yeah. it's so sad that you can't really see the musical ability that you have because it's just so awesome it's so brilliant i just think people are just being nice 
like I think they're just saying it to be nice. Like I don't actually believe them. She does actually think that. You see, if I, I, I could, I could understand that, but I'm literally saying it on a recorded show that's going to go on the podcast and on the radio where I'm being tied to this and I'm happily saying this. You're amazing. Your voice is just, I couldn't really, you try and put it into words and you, I can't. It's, I'm, I was shocked. I was, I was more upset at the fact that I didn't know about your music until Rachel pushed me towards you. I, that I was really gutted, if I'm being brutally honest. <laughs> One of one of the things that people have said as well, which which I think is a really good thing, is that people have said, doesn't matter who's singing, you know, Adele's voice is so distinctive. You always know it's Adele. Yeah. You know, you there there aren't many people that sound like her, you know, and she doesn't try to sound country, and maybe she doesn't sound like country. I don't know, but she, there is a country vibe there. But 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 there is no. You just sing, don't you? Yeah. There, there is no. You know, we didn't try and be country. It was just people said we sounded like we were a bit country, so we just. Kind the of... only thing I think is like if people hear me talking, they must <laughs> think I put some kind of accent on when I sing because I sound completely different. Because I think I sound a lot more clear when I'm singing than I do when I'm talking because I sound a bit common when I'm talking. No, I mean we were talking just beforehand um, because I, I'm from Yorkshire and I. I usually apologise to everybody before we start these shows because I usually say that my accent's really horrible and I'm Heinz 57 and we mentioned Heinz 57 because I'm from West Bromwich, moved up to Leeds and then moved around Leeds and Wakefield and then York. So I've got different like Yorkshire accents and a Brummie accent. And then you said you was from Bristol. Bristol. Uh, we've lived uh, Birmingham way and we now live in Stoke. Yeah. So it, it's crazy how, because I do it as well. Whenever I'm talking, I my real accent sometimes comes through, and then sometimes it doesn't. Majority of the time, it is this this phone voice. This you try and be clear, and I think that's what a lot of it is. Is when you're concentrating on something or feeling the emotions of something, you put yourself into this like world or this realm where you try and make it as clear as possible for everybody. And I, yeah. I don't know. It's psychology, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. I've got a phone voice. Have you got a phone voice? No, no. Mine just sound like a son. I am. What's... I'm like, hang it. Hang it, love. What, what's, <laughs> yeah. the, what's the poshest voice you can do? Don't get me to a posh voice. I'd love to. <laughs> so sing. I, I could. No, I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> I would sound like. I was trying to do a really bad Jamaican accent or something. <laughs> it would sound terrible. What? No, don't. Okay. Don't. Can't do that. What are you, Wendy? Um, I don't think I can be very posh at oh! all. <laughs> I don't think I can be very posh at all. That's perfect. That, see, it's easy. I thought you were posh when we first met, didn't I? You did. You did. And then, what was it that changed your mind? It's, oh, was it stirring me tea with a pen or something? Yeah. I went, you're dead posh though, aren't you? And he was like, yeah, of course I am. I say whilst I'm stirring my tea with my pen. <laughs> I was like, maybe not. <laughs> Have you not ever done that, Adele? What, pretended I was posh? No, stirred your tea with I a pen. Tea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not. It's, Inky... normal, it's a normal thing normal people do. Inky tea, it's not quite to my taste. More of a coffee person. <laughs> I just and I'm I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I thought everybody, when they can't find the spoon and they need to stir it quickly, I thought everybody did it. Yeah, because there's never a teaspoon, is there? There's, no, excuse me, finger. I think. No, no, that it is. Particularly when you when you uh, when you go to work, there's there's never a teaspoon. They all disappear. Nobody like socks, aren't they? they exactly. They just disappear. So you've always got to have a pen to stir your tea. Life hack. <laughs> Always have a pen. Always have a pen. I don't know what I do. The odd thing is that, that, like, when I want to write, I can never find a pen. That works because <laughs> it's full of tea. Probably, yeah. <laughs> what did you used to do um, for work, Andy? Oh, God, I've done all sorts of things, really, but but all... It's a bit business, really. So, 
so I, I had a joinery business. Um, I started off actually as a joiner, but I was, I was again going back to my dad. So um, my dad had a joinery business and employed me as a joiner, and I was that bad as a joiner. Uh, and and that's where again going back to the song, you know, you you felt like you thought I was useless, and I was a joiner to be fair. And he had to put me in the office because he couldn't really do anything with me. And he tells the story all the time about shoving me in the office. And through making a load of mistakes, I managed to like have some kind of idea of what business was about. And so I ran that business and uh, sold that business, bought another business, sold that business, and so on, and bought and sold lots of businesses, and then. I suppose when I was in my forties, I did an MBA. Yeah, uh, which which was which was really it was really interesting, really, because I'd run a business and like for me there was only one way of running a business, and when you go and do an MBA, it completely confuses the hell out of you <laughs> because you suddenly realise there's lots of ways of running a business, and when I then went back into business, I was less effective because I was too busy thinking about what I was doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and that's why, obviously, we've ended up now with another business. <laughs> that's so it's, yeah, yeah. So that's why I do run businesses and buy them and sell them. And if if it works, them. it works. I mean, everyone has that skill and that flair where you can pick up a, you know, look. It's thinking outside the box. You know, when you start, when you take on a business to then sell it on, it, you've got to be able to not just see what's in front of you, but to see what the potential could be and. I love that. Same yeah, music time, as well. Yeah, timing's a big thing as well. You know, because you, you, you imagine trying to sell a business now. You know, it's <laughs> like go nowhere. Imagine taking a business. My my last business I sold. I, fortunately, uh, I sold. You know, just before all this happened, really, like this time last year was the last time. You know, was the last business I sold. So I feel really, you know, quite happy that <laughs> that I got out of it when I did. Really, yeah. Because it must be, a, I can't imagine how it must be for you know people that have businesses that are employing I don't know twenty plus people. It must be horrendous. You know, it must yeah. be really difficult. So, what I normally do is I normally end these shows on a couple of questions. It's like debatish questions, and I don't know if you've listened to the show before or if you've been told it or seen it on social media before. But the questions I usually ask is to do with food. Now, Jaffa cakes, to you, are they a cake or a biscuit? Biscuit. No, they're a cake. What does the word end in? Oh, I hadn't thought cake. about that, yeah. And it's like a sponge. Yeah, but there's biscuity bits inside it. There is not, it's sponge. Sponge. It's like sponge on the bottom. So you're having a pack of cake, are you then? Yeah. Yeah. Or a pack of biscuits. No, you're having a pack of cakes. Yeah. That's going to have us debating tonight. <laughs> Second one is pineapple on pizza. No. 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 Oh, Spoilers. you joint on that. Yeah. That, 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 yeah, but bear, <laughs> bear in mind, I, do, I don't eat any vegetables or anything like that. It's like, it's airing towards, I know it's not airing towards your vegetable, it's airing towards It's fruit. fruit. Why would you have fruit on a big greasy Why would you have pizza? fruit full stop? Oh, Christ. <laughs> I like meat. <laughs> I love it how you both have the same answer, but you got to the answer in two completely different routes. <laughs> Brilliant. And I think that probably that sums up our life together. Yeah. Uh, it fits. It's we, we, like, we, we got the same values, and but we kind of get there in all sorts of different weird ways. Well, the main thing is, if you're happy doing it, then that's all that care. That's all we care about. Definitely. Yeah, agreed. So, took his love away. When is it going to be released? The thirtieth of October, but you can pre-order it from the tenth of October. Memorised. I love it. And where can we find? Where can we find it? Where can we find you on social media? Go on. Facebook, um, Instagram, Spotify, iTunes. Apple Music. Apple Music. Amazon. Everywhere. We're everywhere. Just your little, your little Instagram stories or your Facebook stories where you put music on, we're there. <laughs> All uh, Just search for Adele and Andy and we're there. Awesome. We do worry. 
we do worry sometimes that we're actually too much in people's faces. Yeah. Never, never think that because you can, there's no such thing as too much publicity. Well, we just have to remind people that it's Adele and Andy. Not Andy. Not Andy and Adele. Adele. <laughs> Else you won't find us. One of the last questions I want to ask you is, Andy, have you ever thought about singing as well? Doing like a, a full, I know you've done, I think you've done harmonies before in the with a couple of your other songs. But have you ever wanted to take the Adele. lead? I wish you oh, would. No, my singing isn't good enough. If if we were to so I, if you were if you were to say to me, well, who would you sound like? I'd probably sound like Martin Opfler. It'd be that kind of thing, you know. You're not that Dice bad. Straight. Oh, Dire Straits. You know. I think he I sounds good, and I think his voice sits really nice with mine because he's got like one of those really low gruff carries voices so it doesn't even need to put that much effort into it and i hear him singing along when we're practicing and i just wish he would takes all my time to figure out what i'm doing with my guitar without having to worry about singing as well honestly there's a lot of low resonance with your voice natural low resonance and it just it sounds so husky it's great yeah maybe maybe something for the future look forward to it i really do Mm. thank you for coming on it's been absolutely brilliant talking to you guys. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's been like it's been like really nice to just have a what feels like a casual chat and yeah. very relaxing. And uh, obviously, we'll look forward to the end result. Brilliant. Thank you for coming on, and I'll see you all next time. Bye for now. That was the Country Chat Podcast. Join Dom next time for exclusive interviews, reviews, and general chit chats on all things country music.